Good morning and welcome to Thursday. You are with The Daily Oz. Zara here, joined by Sam Kozlowski, and we're taking you through the day's news. Sam, do you want to start off with some COVID news? And it wasn't great, was it? It was not good news for most of the country yesterday. New South Wales recorded 1,116 locally acquired cases of COVID and New South Wales Health reported four deaths. In Victoria, there are 120 locally acquired cases of COVID-19, quite a big jump from the day before, with Premier Daniel Andrews announcing yesterday that Victoria's lockdown is to be extended until 70% of Victorians have had at least one dose of the vaccine. Now, according to the Victorian government, that date is estimated to be around the 23rd of September. In the ACT, there were 23 locally acquired COVID cases yesterday. We found out yesterday that Australia's economy grew by 0.7% in the June quarter, which means that for now we have avoided a technical recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. The figure beats economists' expectations, but it has been warned that the figures aren't entirely representative of the economy, given that the prolonged stay-at-home orders experienced here in New South Wales only commenced in the last week of June. Meanwhile, in Sri Lanka, it's an economic story of a different nature. They've declared an economic emergency after the country experienced a drop in the value of its currency, which caused food prices to rise substantially. The Sri Lankan rupee has fallen by 7.5% against the US dollar this year, and authorities have said they'll take control of the supply of basic food items to try and stop inflation going out of control. Such emergency measures came into effect on Tuesday. Sri Lanka is also currently under a 16-day curfew after a rise in COVID-19 cases. Today's good news, and this is about Dylan Alcott, who often features in the Daily Oz's good news because he just has wins left, right and centre – He's won his quad singles semifinals in the men's wheelchair tennis at the Paralympics, meaning he'll now compete in the final, which is scheduled for today. Alcott and his opponent, Niels Vink, who's only 18, shared an emotional moment after the game, embracing each other after the tough match, and you can find that online. We set name on this podcast to talk to at least one Paralympian gold medalist. It was ambitious, but we managed to pull it off. And in fact, we've got somebody who's got two of those gold medals. Today, we're speaking to Rowan Crothers, who won gold in the 4x100 freestyle relay and the 50-meter freestyle S10. We can also throw in a silver medal in the 100-meter S10 freestyle just for good measure. Rowan had a chat to us from Tokyo yesterday, and it was fascinating to hear his perspectives on the COVID games, but also the way that the crowds around the world have gotten behind the Paralympics in 2021. Here's our chat with an Aussie sporting legend. Hey, Rowan, great to be speaking with you today. How are you feeling at the moment? Uh, Good. I finally got sleep last night, which is great. But it's the night you win a gold medal. Like, your dopamine just goes through the absolute roof. That was actually really tough and trying to come down. And it's like, say, you know, on one hand, I can go to bed. But on the other hand, every time I touch Instagram, Twitter, whatever, there's new notifications. And it's like just checking all that. Like, it's good fun and everything. And yeah, didn't get too much sleep, but still swam pretty fast through it and did my best. But It's just been so much fun out here, you know, like not just with my swimming, but with cheering everyone else on, catching up with people that I haven't seen in like two, three, four years. It's just been an awesome experience. 
It really, from the outside, looks like it's such a supportive community of the Australian Paralympic athletes. Are you engaging with other athletes from around the world as well, or has COVID restricted you to kind of those engagements? So COVID definitely has restricted those engagements. Thankfully, pretty much my best friends internationally outside of the Australian Paralympic team are they're the guys that I'm competing with. Right. Uh, so it's the other swimmers that I'm seeing on pool deck or I'm up against in the marshalling room. One thing that I feel, at least comparing how it is in person to how it looks on the outside with the Paralympics versus the Olympics, is like we're all still competitors. I'm still wanting to touch that wall first in front of everyone else. Say with my 100 freestyle, as soon as I touched the wall and I placed second, the first thing I did was I just wanted to give Maxim a big hug and say, you know, congratulations on breaking the world record because... Yeah, we're competitors, but we're best friends as well. There's just this kind of unspoken close bond between everyone, regardless of the country. I've noticed after your races, your post-race celebrations are probably the best in the in the Paralympics. Do you put any thought to, into them before before you get out there? Honestly, no. It's just it's pure emotion. Like I touch the wall, and I'm so excited to come first or elated to come second and happy for the guy that touches first or whatever. Like, you're too tired to really think about anything. So when you hit the wall and you get up and you cheer, like, it's autopilot, really. In terms of how the Paralympics have been received and the wave of support you've had from Australia, do you think that it's at an all-time high at the moment? And if so, why do you think that is? I think that a lot of the coverage that has gone through, not just from Channel 7, but also all of the other international broadcasters and everything, I think a lot of them are doing a really incredible job of just demonstrating the Paralympics and showing what we have to offer. I think there's been a massive focus on the elite sport aspect, not just the impairment aspect, which has been incredible and great to see because we're not just people with disabilities or whatever. We are elite athletes and we are trying to do what we do as best as we can. And I think it's been really amazing. There's been a strong focus on that. All in all, like the coverage has just been absolutely outstanding. I've had so many wonderful messages of support from people. My Instagram followers have tripled in like a week and a half, which is just awesome. I'm loving it all. It's a wonderful platform for me to be able to spread my message and talk about what I want to talk about. But it's also, you know, just it's just amazing what do you want to talk about when it's not the Paralympics? I mean, hopefully these followers will not only triple, but keep climbing and climbing. And you're building an amazing platform for the three years and 11 months that we're not talking about the Paralympics. What else do you want to be talking to your followers about the rest of the time? I love posting a good meme, I'll be honest with you. But besides that, one of my really strong things is on inclusion. As a young child with a disability, I got bullied ruthlessly, especially because it wasn't that obvious. You take a photo of me and you can't tell that I have an impairment. I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm not an amputee. I have brain damage. So a lot of the other kids that didn't understand that would just absolutely be at my throat constantly. I would always get called names, always get picked last on teams, just all of that kind of stuff. So I pretty much had nothing to live for before I discovered the Paralympics. And I saw that as being an opportunity for me to meet like-minded people and pursue something and be really, really good at something. And my entire dream as a kid was to make it to the Paralympics. And now that I'm here and now that I'm going through it all, 
what I really want to do is give that same kind of light bulb moment to other younger kids that have disabilities and encourage them to get up to do something. It doesn't have to be sport, just anything they're passionate about. It can be drawing. It can be playing video games, doing whatever, but just finding some way to really push that passion to its absolute limit. That's what I really want to accomplish. And I think a tool that Paralympic athletes and all athletes have that they didn't have 20 years ago is social media and the, and the power that you've got now to continue interacting with your fans and there's thousands on a daily basis is so exciting. Rowan, I wanted to ask you as well, we've had a lot of news coverage in Australia over the last week or so about the prize money given to Paralympic medalists when compared to normal Olympic medalists. Do you have any comments about that? So I try not to get too involved in politics. Really, I'm an athlete and not a politician. And a lot of my focus goes into racing really fast and making sure that I can deliver the absolute best performance on the day. I still get funding and I still get support to the point where I can do what I love and I can focus all of my energy and all of my time into doing what I love. And that's what's important. And I still have this amazing platform to share my message. That's what I need to be happy. And that's what I really, really want in life. No amount of money I feel would make any difference to that. One more question from me, Rowan, and then I'll let you keep enjoying the dopamine. What else are you looking forward to for the rest of the Paralympics? There's still uh, five days left of the Games. Are you going to be sticking around and catching some other events? What's going on for the rest of your week? We don't have too much mingling with other sports. We're not allowed to visit other competition venues. So the rest of this week, like, I've still got my best friends on the Aussie team. They still have races coming up. This is only day eight of competition and there's 10 days. So tonight I'll be back on pool deck. I'll be cheering on the rest of the crew, getting them home. That's going to be great. And then once we finish competing, then it's back home and back to just hanging out in a hotel room for two weeks. I hear you're a big gamer, so I'm sure you'll be keeping yourself busy in those two weeks in quarantine, but you also can enjoy the unbelievable feat that you've pulled off in the last week, two gold medals. Rowan, I can't help but say thank you on behalf of Australia for your efforts in the last week and hope you stay safe and return home safely. Awesome. Thank you very much.